Generation Church, based in the beautiful Rex Theater in the heart of downtown Pensacola, Florida. Our hope is that today's teaching will encourage and equip you to be firm in faith, to fulfill the call of God in your life, and to finish well. Grab your Bible, open up your notes app, and let's dive in. Hey everybody, welcome to the Rap Party, where we dive a little deeper into Sunday's message. Pastor Ray here, this time with Pastor Luis. He kicked off our new series, Journey Up, where we're looking at the book of Psalms, specifically the Psalms of Ascent, where the Jewish people would sing these songs as they journeyed up the mountain towards Jerusalem. Pastor Luis, tell us a little bit about what your message was this morning, Um, maybe kind of an idea of what this sermon series is about. Yes, so today I gave an introduction to this new series, Journey Up. Um, which is about a section in the book of Psalms from the Psalm 120 to 134. And uh, as we're looking at the songs of Ascent, um, I wanted to give some background, a little bit more context to what we are looking at. And as you mentioned it in your intro, um, uh, Pastor Ray, um, the Jewish people would go up to the temple three times a year, for a specific feast and they were singing these beautiful songs of trust of remembrance of what god had done and what he was about to do and and um and for us it's a really good example how on this journey of discipleship that we're in we can also declare the faithfulness of god and sing these songs with them uh, in our own way and uh, so today i started by commenting on the psalm 121 uh, which is a really famous psalm. I look up, you know, I lift my eyes up to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord uh, who made the heaven and the earth. Uh, so I gave, yeah, quite a few thoughts on that and focused on the, which, what kind of mountains was he really talking right. about mm-hmm. and, and uh, the help that we get from God and the promises of God. And uh, it's, it's w- worth mentioning that we are so basing this whole series on a book called A Long Obedience right. in the same direction by Eugene Peterson, who commented on these Psalms. Yeah, it's really great. Um, I, I like how you kind of give an intro to the book of Psalms in the Bible, and you kind of discuss the different genres of literature that's found in the Bible. Um, can you tell us a little bit about the purpose of Psalms, maybe? Um, you know, it, it's not so much, uh, well, I'll, I'll let you kind of give an idea of it, yeah. the purpose of the Psalms. Sure. So, you know, the, the Psalms are really a literary genre that's different than, you know, other types of literature that you find in the Bible. Um, You know, you have books of law in the Bible. You have, you know, historical books. Mm -hmm. You have uh, letters that were written to churches. So the Psalms are in the section of poetry. uh, And as you approach the Psalms and you're reading of the Bible, you find a language that's way more um, emotional, I I would say, that express uh, desires, emotions, and um, different things that, you know, David as an author or other authors would face. So Psalms are, their main purpose is to give us a pathway on how to relate to God with honesty and to do it in a healthy way, where it often, you know, includes praising God, focusing on God, not just on your complaint or your request. And they, they really help us, they, they feed our prayer life, they articulate prayers that are easy for us to mimic, um, and uh, so they're a great guy to worship. Yeah. Um, how do, how would we 
read um, a psalm where maybe King David is asking for God to smite his enemies? Like, yeah. how, how do we apply something like that to our lives? I think the, what we need to remember in all these types of psalm is honesty. Yeah. I think what David is doing, he is being honest with God. And it's teaching us not to pray the same kind of prayer because mm-hmm. we want to read the psalms through the filter and the lens of um, the new covenant where Jesus is teaching us to love our enemies. But what it's teaching us to do is to be honest with God about our enemies Mm -hmm. or honest with God about our trials and our temptations. And it's okay to say to God, for example, God, I really feel feel like asking you to to do this to this person. I'm so angry. Can you help me calm down, come and bring your peace? So it's okay to do that with God Mm -hmm. because it's done in a safe way. And, uh, I think I love the way um, that David expressed his emotions. It's it's done really well with yeah. accompanied with praises and thankfulness too. Yeah, that's really good. I, I like how um, you know we can we can sort of vent our frustrations and anger and stuff yeah. to, to God, um, but really what I've found in my own personal life, like when I, when I am in that kind of situation, a lot of times God will tell me like how I contributed to a bad situation or something in me that needs to change. I don't need to worry so much about this person and what they did to me, but my reaction to that. Um, how, how have you experienced something like that in your life? Yeah, I think there's been times, um, often it's for me to be okay uh, to pray to God tired, saying, God, you know, I'm really tired right now. I'm so frustrated with this. There's been numerous times where I just say flat out to God, like, I, I don't want to really pray right. or I, I'm tired of this situation. I just don't know what to do. Um, trying to find language because often we're really shy with God. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really interesting because if there's one person we shouldn't be shy with is really God. And so we will call our friends and I would call my friends and gossip, but I'm not, why, why wouldn't I call God and gossip with him right. <laughs> because he knows the situation. So mm-hmm. he's going to bring clarity. But for me, it's a way to be okay with not being okay. Yeah. And so, and so I, I tell God what I feel. I've, I've, I've experienced that many times where if I express my anger with, to God, I feel like there's been a good channel and then after mm-hmm. I somehow feel better. Yeah. Not because there's been a solution to my situation, but just because I, it was a safe place for me to do it right. and I feel so much better after. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Thanks for that. Um, so you, you talked about the mountains. The the psalm says, as you mentioned already, I lift my eyes up to the hills from where does my help come? Um, and you mentioned that the the mountains sort of signify or symbolize ancient idolatry, idolatry and modern appeals. Can you kind of talk to that a little bit? Um, I kind of want to maybe focus our talk on this um, with the thought that a lot of ancient idolatry is still present today. Mm-hmm but we also have these modern appeals. Correct. Yeah. So I I said ancient idolatry because, well, we're tempted to think that idolatry is only relevant for the people back then uh, who had a visual representation of idolatry with, you know, altars being built for different gods and, you know, prostitutes being Mm -hmm. on certain mountains to be there available to arouse the attention of uh, Baal and his demons and, and, um, and all this, so great, belongs to the past, but today we have also different expressions of idolatry that's a little more subtle, but still very real. You know, like uh, I I am very tempted sometimes to turn my attention to a 
um, a feel-good story, a feel-good movie, a feel-good, um, you know, like on a, on a social media page, mm-hmm. um, food, you know, instant, like food everywhere. And uh, just so many promises that the world has for yeah. us that they're really real and some of them are very tangible and give us like a instant gratification. So we need to we need to be real with that. We need to to acknowledge to acknowledge that it's still part of our lives and our struggle and our journey, and we should do our best as Christians to really turn our attention away from that to uh, turn to Jesus. Um, so yeah, idolatry is still a modern appeal, uh, but it's the principle is the same. Like people journeying up to Jerusalem were tired, were facing temptations, were facing difficulties back home when they left on a journey. Uh, some of them had, you know, drought, you know, and they couldn't produce the crops they were expecting. And some of them had, you know, difficult marriages and family problems, inheritance and all that. So they would look up at these mountains like, oh, that, that sounds like a really good, good deal there <laughs> you know i could go and make a prayer because you are you have to say also it was occult you know it was like the power of darkness that were manifested but they were released results so people were really tempted to like you know what i'm going to sleep with a prostitute and get uh, this thing happen in my life but that's not where real help comes from yeah. and uh so i wanted to really focus a lot on that today too uh to to help us really um yeah, embrace the long obedience in the mm-hmm. same direction. Yeah. That you know, sometimes you have to choose that it's not going to be the quick fix. Right. It's not going to be what your body craves, but it's going to be what's really healthy in the long run for you and God. So, um, yeah. Cool. Uh, as as you were uh, preaching this morning, I was kind of thinking. You know, you said that uh, they would go up to Jerusalem three times a year for these different feasts, and I was just thinking. Jesus went on these pilgrimages yeah. to Jerusalem too. How cool is that? Just, right. just this idea of Jesus was one of these people who were yeah. journeying up to Jerusalem, and he was singing these psalms with right. with the people. I, just that, just that thought. Of, um, it it helps me see more of the hum, humanity mm-hmm. of Jesus because I I think sometimes in the Bible, you know, we're just like we're reading the Gospels, and it's the Lord Jesus, the Son mm-hmm. of God. You know, and, and maybe there's um, a disconnect and we don't see how, um, he really embodied humanity yeah. and it, it was his humanity plus his deity that, mm-hmm. that allowed him to make the way for us. Yeah. Um, so I, I just find that neat, just the context around the Psalms of Ascent. Yeah. Jesus was doing this as well. Yeah. So I just think it's really cool. Yeah, you're right. Actually, um, I, I read it as I was preparing for this sermon. It's, it's really interesting that there was a, especially when you read Luke, the book of Luke, mm-hmm. it's always going back to Jerusalem. Like he's right. going to Jerusalem as he was going. It's mentioning that very often. And then you have the episode with uh, the disciple on the road of uh, M- M- Emmaus. Emmaus. I don't know how you say mm-hmm. English, but Emmaus. Um, so I feel like there's always this journey mm-hmm. theme that's right. there. And, uh, and I think for us, it teaches that really life is a journey. And uh, bam, Jesus was a traveler that needed also help on the way yeah yeah and then uh just as we're kind of wrapping it up just to kind of put a a bow on it maybe um god doesn't promise us blessings necessarily what he promises us is his presence like Mm -hmm. you said um what does the presence of god look like in the life of a believer well it's more than a a feeling it's Mm -hmm. i think it's a um what i would call the shalom or the, the 
the divine peace. Mm -hmm. So there's a sense of uh, rhythm that uh, gets, uh, that just installs itself or settles in your life. So sometimes you will feel it. Oh, mm -hmm. yeah, I feel the presence of God. But we all wire differently when it comes to emotions and the way we respond to the presence of God. So sometimes I do feel the presence of God. But uh, for me, the presence of God really manifests itself by a, a sense of calm, of rhythm that um, I can recognize the hand of God on different things. I'm aligned with his will. And um, there's so many elements. Sometimes it's a, just a deep sense of satisfaction, mm -hmm. of joy that you can't explain naturally. Um, and I, I think that's a, I don't think we should be after the feeling, but that 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 divine presence of God, or the glory of God, you know, sometimes like the uh, in the in the Old Testament, it's described as you know the Shekinah glory, mm -hmm. like it's the weight basically, it's like yeah. kind of that weight, and there's a a, a really good healthy weight, um, like Jesus said, you know, my my burden is light, mm -hmm. my yoke is easy, and it's that kind of really beautiful yoke that we embrace, where we're like, ah, oh, we just sense that this is right, like yeah. this feels right. And it's the presence of God. Um, and uh, it's our focal point. It's like a compass that mm -hmm. we go back to often. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, for me, I it's a, it's really the, the compass is a good word because or uh, I guess maybe thermometer. I don't know. But it, when right. you when you kind of lost and you're like, I, f I feel like something is not right mm -hmm. because sin does really, you know, make us go away from the presence of God. Uh, that's the only thing that separates us from mm -hmm. the presence of God, really. And uh, the only way is, like, you know, you repent, you go back to God, and and then everything feels right again. <laughs> that's how I experience right. it for me personally. <laughs> yeah, just a few thoughts. Um, I've heard it said before that uh, feelings follow faith, right? Mm -hmm. So so we chase after God, and then, then there are moments when we do feel yeah. close to Him, and, and that's a wonderful thing. Um, but in the in-between, to use yeah. your words from your message, like we just have to lean on our faith and our trust in, in God and what He's done, what He's doing in our lives. And you said something, too, that I thought was really fascinating as well. Um, when you can't see the hand of God moving, trust his heart. Mm -hmm. And I, th I think that's really what yeah. we need to do to experience more of the presence of God is we yeah. need to just have faith that he is good and that he is faithful. When we when we lack faith in yeah. him, he's always there with us. Right. Um, he promises us his presence. Yeah. And I think that's exactly what the songs of Ascent are meant for. Right. Um, it's for all these people traveling up. Is like, you know, whatever's going back home, we're on a journey. You know, just trust, trust the Lord. It's really the Lord. And um, yeah, I hope that this series is really a big encouragement for people, especially as we, you know, entering this time of prayer and fasting and we're praying and fasting is journeying up, you know, right. we're going up. So <laughs> let's, uh, let's all do it together. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks everybody for tuning in. Um, we love you and we're praying for you. We hope that you'll tune in next week. And that's a wrap. Thanks for hanging out with us at Generation. You can connect with us on Facebook or Instagram at Generation Pensacola or go to the website at generationpensacola.com and from wherever you download your podcasts. If today's teaching impacted you, we'd love to hear about it. So please drop us a note.